I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. This is Lindsay. And oh, it's start of the month, hun. Best time to sign up to our Patreon. Girls, if you are. So, if you discovered us during Quark, you've binged all 145, soon to be 146 episodes of It Girls, and you are craving some more, this is the best time of the month to go sign up to our Patreon, where you get access to X Girls, which is our supplementary, extra, juicy, gorgeous podcast. We talk about sex a lot on there, we talk about more dating, we talk about taboo topics, our personal lives. Last week, we spoke about me getting back into the, into the dating scene, mm-hmm. some shit that went down. We also spoke about uh, teen disco stories this that month that was so fun so, we have a burner phone as well oh, so yes. like x Gals is like its own thing it's yes. a secret club that you either opt in or opt out of yeah and if you're in you get access to all the catalogue of podcasts we've done over the past year and a Our half a year almost two years in november almost two years we also do live streams once a month now but there is like i think 11 or 12 live streams up there that you can go back and watch they're kind of almost like a podcast in themselves yeah uh, another episode that we did last month was uh, we interviewed katya and dara two friends yeah, of ours so as fun. a couple we had fiona on who gave uh, her basic bitch breakup advice we debated whether we thought this advice was good um and it's just like if you are just gagging for the next episode it's the best place to go six dollar a month tier you will get access to all that shit you get merch discounts there's so much to come we are going to be launching our own new merch line very soon and they're going to get early access to that as well so yep. if you want to know more go on to patreon.com forward slash it podcast yeah and join the club join the club the sexiest club in dub and we're <laughs> gonna open a can right here right now if you are an og galzer you'll remember this is how we started all of our podcasts and continued every single episode like yeah <laughs> Slurring as we went on. The crowns got crispier and we got sloppier. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give me another point I want to make. I want to make your point slightly different. I like that point that you made. I want to say it. <laughs> I want people to know that I agree with that. <laughs> so, cheers, Biatches. Cheers. So, I've been baptized. I went to the pub last night. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like. She's born again, born again. I'm born again. I felt cleansed, motherfuckers. And can we just, I want to, as someone, Lindsay, who prays at the altar of Mermaida Jade, albeit my best friend, can we please just give a whooping whoop 
clapping round of applause. <laughs> Lindsay called it. She said she's going to be back in a pub by June, June 28th. Her little arse was Satin Sands, best pub in Dublin, slash restaurant, by the way. Yeah, I had some hake. Stun. I love that you went to the pub and had hake. It was like <laughs> hake so, so good. Yum. I, I just love fish Me too And um, I had a porn star martini In my <laughs> local fucking pub Like it's like an old An Alphilis pub yeah, It's and like I'm a hotel a... pub Yeah And um, oh my god It was just the best thing in the world And the kiddly wings Were they delighted They were flipping delighted <laughs> I was like Get what you want Whatever And I came home Half cut But like So cleansed <laughs> I felt so full of goodness I did yoga I felt like I just I came back and did yoga I felt That's the way to get Lindsay exercising I know Porn star martini I felt like I'd had deep Intense therapy for five months I felt like I'd had like a vitamin drip Like I, I'd left a retreat The feeling of being in a pub Like the pub is my therapy I just think different in a pub I love everything about pubs I love that they're darker in there So you never know what time it is I love that there's the usual people there I just love it Yeah I do I mean there's nothing like a pub atmosphere I know It's, it's just home to me I just feel like Oh, I yeah. can relax when I'm in a pub Especially because your one Is like literally next door to you That's the best thing You just like saunter, yeah, saunter I love the local A local pub all. for me is just It's a safe space for me It is It's beautiful And like I love all the workers there mm. And like all the workers Who weren't working Were there drinking I was oh, like I love that It's so cute I know And they all have the masks Like the ones that are like Oh the around. visors Yeah they're like down And Luna was like Please can I have one So one of the workers is, I have to go back on Wednesday Have to go back <laughs> <laughs> Because he's um, Going to give her one She was like I want one That is PPE queen I know <laughs> That'll be up on the TikTok very soon. Yes, it will. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for Luna's mask debut on TikTok. But yeah, I just, I, I just am so happy. And yeah, I manifested it. You did. You think positive shit happens, honestly. True. Positive We've done vibe. a lot with it girls next girls. We actually have. Yeah. Manifesting stuff, like pour in positive vibes only, girls. Yeah, well, why concentrate on like the negative, you know, that way? Like why be, I mean, obviously you want to be a realist, but like yeah. when you're thinking of the future, it's like, why think of the worst that can happen? I hate those Debbie Downers who are like, oh, what if this? No, no, you won't be, no, there were no pubs. I'd say, but, I mean, I would be surprised if they were open before Christmas. I know, people were like, I'd say next summer will be normal. I was like, sit yourself down and ask yourself. You're telling me that pub owners and pub workers literally will have no income for the good of year. Yeah, by the way, Ireland's biggest industry besides tourism. Yeah. But it's a hand handheld into tourism. So How's that going to work, Sheila? How, is <laughs> our, how are we not going to all fucking, like, be, like, that would ruin the economy. Absolutely. It's not going to. And the no. spirit. And spirit. Country. Yeah. So I was like, no, it's impossible. It will never happen. God turned water into wine. I love that. Um, so I was not going to let the pubs be shut for that long. Was it not Jesus that did that? Jesus, God. It's all one. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. Like the shamrock. Today we're going to be talking about Jesus, girls. <laughs> <laughs> we always weave him in. They. Him. Oh, yeah. Him with a capital H. I love that. We love him. him. I love the way Christians do that. H with, yeah, <laughs> like the random. capital H. They're mm. like, it's not just any him, it's him. him. Let's call him they. Just in case. <laughs> Let's call them they. You know, I saw a tattoo, God is a woman, on someone's neck before. What, like Ariana Grande? Oh yeah, she sung the fucking song. <laughs> yeah, she's ruined that. You can't have that tattoo now. Oh God, you no. Believe God well, I'd never get it anyway. You're not allowed to have, you're not allowed to. 
You're not allowed to say God. But there's some conspiracy going around, right? That apparently, like, John Lennon, before he died, he said, like, I am God. And he died. And that's happened to a few celebs, apparently. Really? Mm-hmm. Bizarre. Yeah, I know. Sip on that tea, girl. Sip on that tea, honey. Um, so to this week, we are going to be talking about boundaries, girls. Boundaries. Boundaries. Dan, don't go, uh-huh. We're going to make it sexy. We're going to make it cute. Yeah. But... It is something that glitter on it. Lindsay and I have spoken about like a lot throughout our friendship, especially over the last like I would say probably since we started doing it gals full time. We've been fighting about boundaries ever since. <laughs> well, no, because I was actually talking to my mom about this today. Um, I was like referencing our friendship, and I was like, clearly, mine and Lindsay's friendship is one where there are little to no boundaries. But at the same time, I, I then contradicted myself because I was like, actually, no. We have a great relationship, but we respect those boundaries on a very good level, I do feel. Like, we understand, mm-hmm. we have a deep and meaningful understanding of each other's boundaries. Deep, passionate connection. And, you know, boundaries can affect you in, like, multiple ways. So we're going to talk about them in a few different ways. So I think, like, work, friendships, and relationships. They're the big three. Family yeah. also. Family, nights out. They, boundaries exist everywhere. And I think I have definitely, in the past two to three years more so too like been actively considering how I handle my boundaries how I like you know I I feel like it's a real thing that kind of if you arm yourself with good boundaries and respect your boundaries and others it's a real grown-up thing to do and it really like it's good practice it's good practice and it really has helped my life and I think like it's something that a lot of people don't prioritize enough and it's also something that depends on very good communication um, because when you are trying to, you know, which we'll obviously go into in this episode, but like the, the fear that a lot of people have with like imposing boundaries or setting boundaries is that they feel that they'll come across like rude mm-hmm. or that they'll come across like standoffish or that they don't want anyone in their life. Or they fear like obviously like backlash which can happen in like workplace boundaries setting that you Mm. can get like people coming up against you and kind of patronizing your need for like a life outside the workplace. Um, But it is something that's really important because the more you do it the better you get at it and if you don't have it if you don't flex that muscle enough of like Mm -hmm. setting boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries um. You it just can lead you to be taken advantage of, you know, that way in yeah. some ways, which is like obviously we all want to avoid that. Yeah, and I mean, definitely since going full time with Ickals, we had to prioritize. I think boundaries became more apparent in our life because our job is so flexible. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we had to like we had to make it a job. We created this job for yeah. ourselves, so we had to like create the boundaries with it so other people respect it because sometimes like we work from home so like sometimes you know people don't respect that and you have to like it's like it really has helped me especially because I wasn't in the workplace before like build up kind of a professionalism about myself and when I learned how to like cut when I just invited boundaries into my life I think I never had thought about it before like a yeah. few years ago I never would have it wasn't in my life yeah I, I had no boundaries I was just yeah, like you whatever yeah. and um yeah it's really helped me and that's so hard did you find it hard to like bring that into your life like or was there a catalyst that made you be like okay I'm like I need more boundaries in like different areas of my life yeah I think I I looked at times when I hadn't 
like used boundaries and it just got me in shit yeah I think it's like when you look back and you see that like it always comes for me when it's like especially in friendships and stuff which is an easier way and relationships to be honest but friendships would be where I have had more of my boundaries like disrespected I guess in the past Mm. and I think at the first you can just be like that person's an arsehole that person's this that person like they're just rude and they're this and then after a while you kind of look back on it and you're like hold on like I never told them that I that that's not cool for me do you know what I mean Mm. or like up until I we decided to not be friends anymore like I never like say like imposed a boundary if it was like about loaning money or like who knows what it was about but let's start off I think talking about uh some workplace boundaries like say for example we'll start off talking about being self-employed because I think that is something that you and I have had to practice quite a lot Mm -hmm. building boundaries with that yeah and I think that the 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 hard one there is always like people taking it seriously and take people taking it seriously when you are working like I remember like even when I would be working from home and I'm sure loads of people can relate to this because of what just happened a lot of people would have been working from home and like I mean, raise your hand right now, girlies. If you were like working and your mom comes in, she's like, "Would you come out and help me in the garden?" And you're like, "I'm working." And they're like, "Oh, jeez, come on, come on." My mom would do that constantly if I was working from home. I'd be like, literally working, and she'd be like, "Will we go do the shopping?" I'm like, "It's too like no, mom, I can't." She's like, yeah. oh, "Come on, come on, come on." Or they'll like, they'll tell you what to do at your break. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, take your break now because I want to go down to Dawn's and I need your help. You're like. I don't want to take my break Or like I have to kind of take my break When my boss takes his break Yeah Because otherwise they'll be calling me And I'm just not at my desk (laughs) I know And it's just like I mean I'm sure Maybe that definitely Helped Like it was probably something that Like everyone had to practice Over the past couple months Of being like Mummy can't just walk into my room Why not Yeah Mums Irish mummies And boundaries Like Oh my god They find it hard And do you find as a mum Like do you how do you find it with like your kids oh you know the way I mean like in terms of boundaries with the kids especially in choir like they are on me <laughs> my kids are the most touchy feely like <laughs> they are pressed against me almost 24 I'm like please give me space please give me. like today I was sat on the toilet peeing and Luna as usual anytime I'm in that bathroom they walk in anytime Jenny anytime <laughs> So in she walks and I I just I was like feck off, and she was like no mom I was I was like feck off, and she still was talking I was like feck literally on the toilet. <laughs> so then I just shoved the door the door shut. I was like <laughs> like I have sat them down and school and been like I'm gonna go to the bathroom now. Do not come in. And Lindsay can get scary when she's yeah, mom. I get really scared. And then I just want to say one thing. I'm like, oh. That would drive me insane. How can you? Why are you asking me a question while I'm brushing my teeth? I'm like, blah, 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 like trying to, oh, it's so infuriating. So they, but I mean, boundaries and like, I remember watching something on um, this morning years ago and it was saying about like kids and consent and stuff and that we should teach them like from an early age, mm-hmm. like say, you know, if their granny comes in and you say like oh, go kiss your granny and they're like I don't want to and you're like come on and kiss your granny like you shouldn't do that you should like yeah. listen to them so like I'm definitely trying to instill that kind of stuff into my kids and in terms of space so yeah. we're like, I'm like <laughs> I do this thing where like I'll move my hands around like stretch out my hands and like helicopter yeah. around I'm like I don't want you touching me I want to have this space for myself Yeah, respect that so 
it's an ongoing thing. They, yeah. You know, I have to say it 35 times an hour probably, but like they'll learn it one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even just to be aware and to like vocalize that you should give people space. You shouldn't, you know, like say when I'm eating, don't talk to me when I'm eating. Yeah. Don't be asking me shit when I'm eating, you know? Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But, um, but what was the question? <laughs> I was just like talking about how moms, like, because I know like growing up, not that my mom like disrespected my boundaries at all, but it can be hard to, imp- as a child of someone, mm. it's hard to impose boundaries to like your mom. And I get it as well. Because like, I try and say this to my mom and she'd be like, but you're my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, Bang, but yeah. like opening the door while knocking it. Oh, <laughs> my mom always oh, did that. Always, oh my God, that's like, such she'd a mom thing. Knock one would be when the door's halfway open. And you're butt ass naked. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think like, sorry. And then what she would do is keep the door open while talking to me. I'm like, I know. I'm never again with the kids. I'm not allowed to be nude in peace. I'll be tits swinging, <laughs> trying to moisturize or whatever the fuck I'm doing. And like the door, I'll see the door opening. I'm like, no, I'm naked. Just don't come in. Leave me alone. And they still come in. <laughs> wow, I've seen it before. I'm like, yeah, I just don't. I just want naked time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to be naked without someone watching. Can a woman be nude? Like, Luna just comes in and points straight to my breasts. <laughs> Silently. I'm like, I know. She's like, mm. or the other week, I was like, I'd woken up and had my period. And Luna, like, Luna woke me up and she pulled back the covers and she saw, like, the blood. She's like, why is he your bum bleeding, mom? I was like, mm. <laughs> it's not my. But it's why is my bum? Why is your bum bleeding? Oh, like I mean, you feel like an animal in a zoo when they're freaking walking in yeah. and you're sticking a pad down to your knickers. Yeah, and they're like, "Why are you wearing a nappy, mama?" I'm like, and I tell, I'm like, because when you're a woman, blood comes once a month. Yeah, they're just like, I don't want that. It's rolling like, well, you asked. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I don't want it either, and I don't need to point it out. Yeah. And I'm also an extra bitch at this time yeah. of the month, so maybe don't be pointing at the mommy's bleeding from I, her bum. My butt bum. is bleeding. My butt. My butt's bleeding. My body. My body. I love body. <laughs> I remember when I used to work, the biggest pain for me. Oh my god. And I think this kind of goes into like how like the culture is set up now, which is like this whole like hustle 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 work 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 like grind you're not working unless you're in the office till like 9 p.m like that is a huge wake up hustle repeat literally (laughs) but that is like such when you're in like the professional world it is a head fuck it's so Mm. fucking annoying because what it is is basically like two bloody annoying people in your fucking office will be just there all the time so then they set this weird precedent that like the people who work the hardest and the best are just there for a really long time and like I would always get all my work done in the day like I wasn't like slacking off during the day like if I'm in there like I'm chatting and all but I'll get my work done you know Mm -hmm. what I mean but I was also like I would always like uh, have I'd go to the gym after work and I'd have to leave like on time to get to the gym on time to this class that I did and it was just such a pain because like every now and again they'd be like actually you could stay for a meeting it's gonna start at quarter past six and like works over at half six and you know the meeting won't start till half six and then and I'm like if I, and it was so annoying because I'm like the class that I had are like prepay so like I've already paid for the damn class and mm. if you cancel it within a certain time you don't get your money back so mm-hmm. I'm like and they would never take that you know it was just this awkward thing that was always a really awkward like boundary that I was never really able to fully impose because like you never feel serious being like but I've got an exercise class that to them is just like you've got a bullshit appointment doing bullshit I don't care we're making money yeah well it's like 
it's a hard one because I definitely like I finally I really wanted to work you know for years when I had the kids but I never knew how to maneuver it because of childcare so like any job I have no degree so any job I was going to do was going to be like the same amount an hour that I even if you have a degree (laughs) honestly in this day and age (laughs) so I was like how the fuck will I work I need my mom to be able to mind them so I did a nail course and um I got a job in a nail salon and it was just the it was like clashing of worlds because I was like obviously depending on my mom to mind the kids Mm. and you know wanted to manage that but then all wanted to be professional but like I couldn't it just couldn't it didn't work my mom would be calling me all the time at work I'd be fucking lagging it into it because we're not allowed phones. Oh, yeah. And I'd hear my, f- like, but I was allowed because of the kids. I was one of the only ones who had kids. But, like, I'd run into the bathroom and be like, what? She'd be like, so she's had a fall. And I'm, she's grand, but I'm just letting you know. I'm like, okay, just, I, I, I can't be a mum when I'm working. I have yeah. to just be able to go to work. And I, like, and it was the same, similar kind of thing to you that, like, if I was in till eight... It could be a quarter to eight and someone will come in for a manicure and a pedicure. And they're like, Lindsay, you take her? I'm like, uh, and my mum will be like, now, get your arse on that ten past eight train. This was on South, the salon was on South William Street. I fucking learned how to walk so quick. To Tara. It took nine minutes. Oh my God. I don't know how the fuck I did it, but like. Platform to platform? sweating because my mum was like, try and get that ten past one, will you? And I all day I'd be oh. thinking about that because she's like, because me and your dad are going out for a meal. And I'd be like bombing it down the fucking road. And I was like, this is too much. And like, it just didn't work. I couldn't be good at both. I couldn't yeah. be like, you know, only asking my mum to mind them in that window frame and being good at work. Because like all the other girls, if they were asked to stay, like every, it was kind of just a given. You'd never be finished on time. Like it was like at least 45 minutes extra. And I couldn't be the only one who was like yeah. you know and it's just it's a stress then when you're aware that you're the only one who's not doing that yeah it's just like it's a really uncomfortable thing but I think it's just a lot of it has come like I, I understand like in the nail thing it was like similar in retail and that's kind of more like a customer basing like it was the same in retail like it'd be 10 to 8 the shop closed at 8 and someone would walk in at 5 to 10 and you're like great Great, yeah. great, great. And you're just like, the whole shop is spotless. And you're like, cleaning up after them. And they're still I know, you want to just go up to them and whisper in their ear. Yeah. We're closing. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Leave. Leave, bitch. Leave now. <laughs> Imagine someone Imagine. did that to you. Leave now. And don't come back, you're bored. <laughs> you're never allowed in here again. <laughs> <laughs> your manager even, just yeah. looking on. What are you saying? We're not even your style. Yeah. <laughs> I see those boots. Get it. Go. Go. Leave. <laughs> I <laughs> like that is so annoying but it's it is a given in those industries annoyingly so that like and it's also like you're only paid to late like I, I was like dumbfounded at that I yeah like, hold on I'll, I just do an hour for free when I'm doing not really getting paid that okay what yeah. the fuck in what world I know well yeah it depends on where so like when I worked in like um if you work at somewhere where you have like a clock in and out, like a bigger kind of place. Okay. I yeah. worked in a department store. Then you would usually get paid for like, I think it's like up to, 
I think under half an hour you wouldn't, but if it goes over half okay. an hour, you get paid for the hour kind fair of thing. Play, fair play. Um, but yeah, in like private places, like you usually won't, or if it's not being logged. I think in some of mine did where I, when you'd log off a till, you'd still get the money. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's all, it's actually, it's up to the employer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, a reflection on, you know, an employer at that point. Um, but like in, in the, in offices that I've worked in, it's really annoying because like you get paid the same amount every month on a salary. Yeah. So like, and that's usually based off the the assumption that you're working like 35-ish hours mm-hmm. a week. But like, when I worked in advertising, like people were working like, I mean, some people were in there at 8 a.m. and leaving at 10 p.m. <gasps> and they were the no. only people who get promotions. Like you don't like, and like, I, that was when I was like, fuck this industry. I was like, I am not, I couldn't give a fuck about that. Like, like, and, but obviously you want to get a promotion because you want more money. It's not that I was like dying to climb the career ladder of advertising. Yeah. It's like, you want more money. And, and it, that was really annoying because I was like, I'm still doing all my work. Like I'm doing all my work. I'm doing well at my work. It's just that I'm not starting new work at 5 PM when mm. I finish at half five. Like. I'll finish off what I'm doing but like it was just I always found it so insane and there's been loads of times where like weird boundary shit has come up in workplace for me like another time well a weekend thing is a really annoying thing that can happen to you especially when you work Monday to Friday when they're like so um we might just need you to like keep an eye on the social channels over the weekend and you're like oh so oh so I'm just working seven days a week that's so annoying and then I remember like we had some accounts that you'd have to do for seven days a week and like in fairness they would try and like swap that between people rarely happened because I mean kind of one person has to manage a social media account you Mm. can't really have like one weekend I do it and then you do it you know that way um and like say you do it and like it would happen where I'd like go out on a Saturday night and then on the Sunday I'd be like hanging or something Mm. or like I'd just be like kind of chilling in my fella's gaff or some shit like that I wasn't really on my phone and then like the next day they'd be like ah you didn't respond to this comment on the Instagram page they need it to respond to all the time and their client's really annoyed it's like how can they like I'm not getting paid for this bullshit but I never like in it weirdly in those instances like you either shoot yourself in the foot and be like a boundary of mine is supposed to be working on the weekends they'll be like okay how about you don't work at all yeah there you go. That's your. How's about you fired? How's about you are gonna get slowly edged out of the company? Yeah, I don't know how to solve that one. I think work boundaries are a difficult one for sure, mm. and even to say with other stuff, there's a multitude of things in the workplace. Like say, um, drinks. Oh, that was just going to bring that up. That's another really awkward one. Like the nightlife. Like when I worked in that uh, nail bar, they um, there was one girl who like one of the best nail artists in there like she was so good and really nice girl really professional friendly to us all in there but she just didn't want to come out you know yeah. like she I don't think she had her boyfriend she just saw her boyfriend yeah she just wanted to keep oh, work yeah. work exactly and like it was the talk of the fucking salon oh really just the little conversations going around or the missing out on like certain aspects of the work like that that is an annoying thing that like sometimes you have to indulge in slightly I don't think she had FOMO fair play to her I how I get FOMO with like nights out and stuff. I don't even think it's a FOMO thing it's more just like being like I've been in that, that situation in jobs where like you know for the first while like I wasn't going out for a few drinks but then like I just got was getting nowhere in my career and not even just like professionally but as in like work once I started to like 
give that a bit of time and like go out in a night out and actually just go out in one and have fun and stay there for the night you know that yeah. way like then my work started to become like inevitably more enjoyable because you're getting closer to people you're yeah. spending time with people I'm sure you found that with like those nights out as well it totally enriched my it enriches work it, exactly. time because um yeah you're like you talk different like we weren't able to talk a lot like mm. you had to talk to your client so we weren't able to like chat in work unless like for we, whoever you had lunch with or like in the staff room for a few minutes here and there but like you can feel left out as well if everyone's like oh my god that was so gas and you're like I didn't I go out again you know I, I loved it I was like I fucking think that's great to be able to have work and also be a social element to your yeah, life like, I, loved I really that. enjoy that that was one thing about the agency I worked in like I freaking loved like for the first while I didn't go out but that wasn't like a like my boundary I was just like doing shit or like I just wasn't used to that as yeah. a part of my work life really like my first job like we did go out a bit but like not a, a, that job was like a pure job so like we'd be at events anyway you know the way we didn't mm. really always need like an extra night out it was like yeah. a lot of our job was events and all that kind of shit um but then yeah when I worked in the ad agency like we would go out and it was just so fun like I mean it was one thing that literally kept me in the company I was like legitimately friends with loads of the people there and like it was like being in school again that's the only way I can explain it's that so job fun. it was so fun I know like, I miss that about like um we need to have a Christmas party now that things are back to normal a little bit. I know me and Lindsay are cursed on our Christmas party I know we literally were meant to have one whatever last year year before Christmas two Christmases ago yeah and then we couldn't have that one and then this year we just didn't have one we were like we'll do it in the new year and then like no yeah. she kicked off what the fuck man covid man. boundary <laughs> <laughs> covid is my boundary man but yeah it is um with work i definitely yeah i got what you mean it's a hard one how do you not shoot yourself in the foot i think it's kind of like you have to ask yourself what you want yeah and if you do want to like get high up in certain places unfortunately you have to dedicate more of your time or whatever like you so play you the ask game. yourself what you want and like you know looking at people like that who fully are in the office so much more than everyone else like they obviously just need that part of their life uh-huh. like they don't maybe value their friendships as much or their yeah. family like whatever like not that's not a bad thing like, yeah they're just on the queer path but like you can be on that too. I said you said the queer path. I was like, wow. I never do. <laughs> they're part of the LGBT community and they are on the queer path. They're firmly on the Q part of the path. And I'm I'm waving the flag. Happy Pride, y'all. Waving um, the flag. I think the mom one is gas. It, to go back to that one, like I have just accepted <sighs> my mom does not respect my boundaries. And she she never motherfucking will. She doesn't. So and I think what I've learned, like, you know, my ex would be so concerned with trying to, like, get me to create boundaries. Mm. And I was just like, you don't understand. It's never going to happen. Yeah, that's hard. It's just not going to happen. And I think I have, what how I've concluded it in my own mind is, like, by saying... You know, she helps me out so much with the children. It's give and take. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. that's just what it is. Because you, she has no boundaries with minding the kids to an extent as well. Yeah. You know, that way. Yeah. As in like, she'll mind them at 5pm, 1pm. Like, you know what I mean? It's like not really that big of a deal to her. Totally. Once like, she has a bit of warning, obviously like a normal kind of arrangement. But like, yeah, it is. Kind, that's kind of the. It's just like, it is what it is. 
It's never going to change. She's not changed ever. <laughs> she's never respected me or my sisters. But like, she's also privacy. not like disrespectful. Like, like just no, put it no, out no, there. No, God, no. As in like, when we say like, she would like, I don't think it's that she disrespects your boundaries. I just think that she's just like, my boundaries are your boundaries. She just cares. Yeah. So true. like, you know, it, it would have been like troublesome when I was a teenager and she was reading my diary. Yeah. And when I was in college and like, she found out I had sex from my diary. Yeah. I wrote a poem. A sex poem. <laughs> so So gross. you. And I came home and the poem was like open on my bed. I was like, I know I didn't leave that open. I love that your mum does that. Oh, She's she like, did that purposely. There you go. I read that. She read Sarah's mad stuff as well. Oh, I think horrific. my mum, I'm pretty sure my mum did, oh, was it my mum or my dad? I remember there was some sort of like, Letter written I think it was when I first had sex And I wrote a letter And then I remember my mom Trying to like She was more like Bringing it up like A normal conversation Like So you might want to get on the pill And I was like Ah Because I think she mentioned Like I read something I was like Oh my oh. god Please bury me In the mother flipping ground. I literally remember Like a line of that poem That made me want And just Knowing that my mom read that It was like He came inside Oh god Oh. oh my god And I'm pregnant Six months later yeah. <laughs> You're a granny <laughs> Oh And the fact that my mom Read that I was like No 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 Imagine reading your daughter oh Writing god. that I mean I'd probably Piss myself laughing Oh my gosh I, I don't know me. I don't know How I'll deal with that stuff Yeah I don't know I think I'm gonna be strict Yeah which will be a weird flex for me, but I don't know. I just, ah, it's so crazy to think that. But like, yeah, my mom with boundaries, like say if I don't answer the phone, she's calling my house phone, she's calling my mobile, calling my, she'll be at my door. Mm-hmm. I thought you were dead. I'm like, nope, just didn't want to answer my phone because I was, in, or I was in the shower or I was eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need to answer Immediately, oh, you bloody up, never yeah. do. Mums and their phones. Like, why do you? My mum has never ever once answered her phone to me. Why do you have a phone, mum? Truly, the other week I called her house phone. My dad. I can reach her. No, she <laughs> can reach me, but I, I can, can never get get her. her. I always mess that up. Like every time I quote I know, it on the podcast, and we, and we quoted a lot, and we never have got it once. We've never gotten any saying right in the podcast. I don't think we I did. What we tried to do one on our and Patreon. That's a challenge in itself. <laughs> we tried to do one <laughs> on Patreon the other week, and I was like. Another cog And you were like In, in the, the machine And I was like yeah And then like someone commented And they being like It's another like Spanner in the works And cog in the machine Or we so like, we said like We said the spanner in the machine I yeah, think like, We're not Shakespeare You get that much <laughs> I'm not the sayings least. dictionary <laughs> The little book of sayings A little book of sex Well I have that book Actually where the fuck yeah. is that Where is the other shit in your tray I bet my bloody mum moved that <gasps> Boundaries no. Now that's a real Evelyn Hamilton move. Oh! So in this in this table that we record on, there's a book in the middle of it that's called the Little Book of Sex. It's called the A to Z of Zach of and Sex. And it's gone. And it's gone. And I remember my mom would come into my house and her eye would dart straight to that book. I can't see it anywhere. She take it. Oh my god! I fucking love that book. <laughs> Her eyes, I remember because I had it there and I, I tried to like get incense and I like shuffle it over. She was glaring at that book, but not saying anything. Yeah, just the word sex. She obviously like, was just like, mental note. Yeah. 
I'll be moving that. Destroy the book. <laughs> Burn the book, Evelyn. Burn. Oh the little Jesus on her shoulder. Burn the book. Yeah. <laughs> and because she has a fucking key, so she probably like popped up one day. Oh my god. Oh my god. You see what I mean? Like there's no boundaries with her. Yeah. Like once she came into my gaff and I had like this it was like a kind of African statue. It was like a head kind of mm-hmm. thing. I bought it in a charity shop and I had it on my wall. And um, she was over for a cup of tea or whatever and she left and I could see like, I was like, what's under your arm? She's like, don't like that statue you have. I was like, <laughs> well, I, I like it. So just don't, what? <laughs> Give me it back. She's like, no, no. Spirits. No, they're spirits with that. <laughs> no. They, they, I was like, mom, I bought it in Oxfam. It's like probably from Ikea. She was like, no, no. They bless these with evil spirits and then they send them out. I've I've read it all. I was like, oh my God. Dumped it. <laughs> In the fucking bin. She's done that with a lot of things that I have. Really? Just things she doesn't like. Incense took a while for oh, her yeah. to accept. <laughs> Yoga. She's all right with that now? Uh, not really. Still still a bit weirded out by it. Really? Pilates she- she's fine with, but yoga she's like. Teachings. She's like, I just don't like. That it has to involve the spirits. I'm like, it doesn't. There's nothing in it. That's She's like, I ju- it's a, it's th- the first step, and then you're drinking weird tea and you're talking to spirits. <laughs> I know it all. I've heard it from other people in the church. I'm like, okay. So bad, like it's ridiculous. Mom, you talk to the Holy Spirit. Why can't I talk to my spirits, my yoga spirits? I talk to my spirit of vodka, <laughs> rock and roll. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's move on to friendships then. Okay. Any tales? Tales of boundaries. Um, I feel like with my friends, you know, we're pretty similar. I, I definitely have been more assertive with boundaries and not vocalizing them to friends, but just mm. like, I don't think you ever have to sit someone down and be like, this is my boundary and you got to accept yeah. that. It's more so. It's a show it's rather a than yes a tell. And a no. Yeah. And it's a show rather than a tell a lot of the time. I find. Yeah. You it's like saying yes and no to stuff. Mm. And like, I definitely in the past would have said yes to more things kind of like put myself second in my friendships first yeah, yeah um yeah. and I definitely yeah I've been more conscious of how I am in friendships over the past while I want my friendships to be equal and some of them weren't you know like some of them I definitely in hindsight looked back and I'm like okay I gave way more than they gave or I was you know the way yeah and like I think like with, with friendships like when you know it can be misunderstood when we say like oh they have to be equal because like I do like 
there's always an ebb and a flow in friendships. There's going to be times where like one person is more giving than the other. And like, you know, it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. completely equal. Like I put in a fiver, you put in a fiver. Yeah. You give me a lift, I give you a lift. It's not tit for tat equality, but it's more like, you know, say one person is the more nurturing with like, Support and advice mm. And all that kind of stuff But the other person Is like a doer You know it's like Love language kind of vibe You know that totally, way yeah. And it's like You have to respect How like other people Engage in friendships as well Because I think a lot of people Can fall out of friendships About that too Because they can be like You know I was always Giving her advice And giving her advice And then like You know when I asked her For advice She didn't really give me anything It's like not everyone's Great at giving advice yeah you know what I mean or mm. kind of comfortable like giving it sometimes or sometimes you can be she's always going on about this like it, it also can be dependent on what you're both going through so yeah. like if you know if your life is going okay and your friend is going through like turmoil you're probably going to be talking about your friend stuff more than yours exactly but um yeah I think in terms of like I, I've looked back and definitely um how I kind of work it now is I'll treat you how you treat me kind of vibe. Yeah. And not in a like, if you're going to say something mean, I'll say something. Yeah. But like, how, however you're valuing the friendship, I'll do the same. I think it's definitely like, you just have to be so self-aware and aware of like, reflecting on your friendship. Because I think sometimes like, and it's happened, I say a lot of people where you can be like, oh my God, we're such good friends, we're such good friends, we're such good friends. And then you're kind of like, hold on. Hmm. <laughs> like, they never ask me to hang out. I'm always asking them to hang out. Or when they do ask to hang out, it's just because one some of their plans have fallen through. Yeah, yeah. And shit like that happens. And then you're like, okay, am I just a friend of circumstance? So it is good to always, like, especially with new friendships, I think. Yeah. Because it's so easy to get, like, swept up in it. It's like a relationship where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's so great. And then it's like, hold on. She doesn't have an apartment and I do. And that's why she's always over here. Yeah. Not because she wants to hang out with me. And that was always a thing with me because, like, I was the first of my friends to get their own place and stuff because I had a kid so early. And, you know, I've always been so open with my home because I was a single ma and I needed to have my friends over. You know, I couldn't go out. So I was always like, come to mine, come Mm -hmm. to mine. And, you know, most of my friends would, like, respect, like, they'd come over. Sometimes they'd stay, sometimes they wouldn't, whatever. But then I'd have some friends who would, like, Totally overstay their welcome. That I just and I was like, don't. Uh, how do people do that shit? I don't know how to get you out. How do people do that shit? And come how do you insert that boundary? Because you had a friend who would literally come. I remember, and like you would have to say to me, like, "Okay, they're coming over. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you for two days because, like, they not only will they not leave, but I can't even go on my phone with them because they're so like demanding of my like presence, basically. Yeah. And it was like. Oh, what I had a friend yeah like she'd come over like she was you know dealing with a lot of stuff yeah and I wanted to be there for her and like offer her my place and like you know to come over and like stay when she needed that kind of stuff but yeah it was to the point where like there was no space like I mean I if I picked up my phone to call someone she'd be coming in talking to me like she she just even if I was like I actually just need to make calls she'd be like yeah yeah cool go ahead and then she'd be like, uh, Lindsay, can I get this? Can I, when I'm on the phone, I'm like, oh my God. Like she didn't give me five minutes. That's mental. And she'd then, because I'd kind of broken down that boundary of like, you know, what's mine is yours. You're welcome mm. here, blah, blah, blah. Then she kind of started to see it as like her gaff. Well, the weird thing is with boundaries is like, you have to set them so early, which is the scary thing because Although like you, Of course you can work on you, you can change boundaries And you can work on like 
instilling more and if someone fucks up but it is just that extra bit harder when like when the boundary has been broken down then you're like actually I don't want you to sit on that chair anymore and then the person's like what you always used to let me sit in the chair and it can just be this weird but you have to get used to both sides of it I guess you know that way like allowing people to re uh instill boundaries into your friendship especially after a fuck up that's when you can usually bring up like new boundaries I felt yeah like I I definitely feel like it's something now that I just I'm continuously working on but Mm. I definitely have gotten much better at that like um for example because I did nails and tattoos and that kind of thing sometimes like I have people like my friends being like oh my goodness can you do my nails we'll come over and we'll drink and I'm like I just like you're always like that they'd only hang out with me if they were receiving something okay you know yeah. that they'd be like I'll come over we'll have a sleepover we'll do tattoo which is like oh no you're not I'm giving you a tattoo we're drinking yes it's fun but you're always getting something out of it mm. and I began to notice that with a good few of my friendships and that pissed me off and I'm just like do you know what you know if it's not reciprocal especially when it's being painted out as like a mutual enjoyment it's like it's like no I'm doing you a favour by giving you a tattoo and I'll do it yeah but like come on I think that happens a lot with people like I remember like in when I was doing nails like that happens a lot with like yeah girls who are um you know beauticians and stuff so respect your beautician friends because like since choir we have seen how much we value our hairdressers eyebrow girls oh, eyelash nails all that so excited so respect them and don't ask them like you know there's so many girls who like will have done a nail course or full time working as something and then their friends at the weekend are like oh cool can you do my nails before we go out it's, yeah, like, it's like they've been working painting. 40 hours doing it which why do people expect free shit like I mean yeah and I would have a lot of people saying like um Oh, you know, kind of like making false promises or whatever. Like, oh, we'll do this. I'll bring you this. They don't. They don't. And it's like, it's just a no for me. So, moochers, like, there's, there, people, some, I've noticed, like, the older I get, I'm like, so many people are so fucking scabby. And just mooching off shit constantly. Shamelessly as well. They do it with such, and I I just stopped doing it. And I, I got to the point where I'm like so. Um, I mean, I stopped stopped accepting. It. Yeah, I got to the point now where I'm so like OTT like paro about that someone thinks I'm a moocher because I've been around so many moochers, yeah. or even just like I hate the whole like which is like probably like hashtag unrelatable to some people, but like when you have a couple of followers on Instagram, I hate when you're like booking something and then someone's like. If you don't mind, can you pay? I'm like, I was going to pay. Oh, I know, I know. God, that's so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my God, I would never presume. I actually pref- 100% I prefer, pay. prefer paying. I don't like that whole side of Instagram. I don't, that's why I don't post Yeah. stuff I get. I don't get barely anything because I never post it, but I just, I can't. No. I just hate it all. Yeah. I don't like the, it's just real, you just feel like a show off. You yeah. know, they're like products and stuff. I don't mind as much, but I, the and a service for free makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, how do I know you're getting paid right? Or like, am I putting you out of money? You know, when you're face to face with someone like doing your nails or doing your eyebrows or doing your hair, it's just very yeah. like, 
uh, and then I'm like, I don't want to come across like, like patronizing if I tip you, but then maybe you would actually really like if I tip you, or maybe I'm not tipping know, too enough no, or tipping too little. Or, oh, or just, am I allowed to tip you? Oh, I know. I know. So it's fucking it's, awkward. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fucking minefield. It you is. Know? And tipping. I'm like, I would actually just prefer to just pay. I know. And it's actually a more enjoyable experience. Well, because the boundaries well. are there. The boundary is, yeah. is that, like, I'm a customer, you are providing a service, and I'm paying mm-hmm. for it. So, like, that would be one thing. Like, if any of your friends, yeah, exactly. If they're, like, brow girls, nail girls, especially coming into now where they've been out of pocket. Yeah. Pay them money and come and bring them money. And if they say, like, no, 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 just pay them. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's a di- that's a big one as well. Because, like, is it uncomfortable accepting money from your friends? Yes. But <laughs> you and yes you have that little play by play of like say if you know I've done some nails and they're like no take that take that and I'm like no 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 and they're like just for you'd kind of have to leave yeah. it on the table yeah like because it it's an awkward thing but just leave it on the table yeah you know like it's, it's just what it's would just um, what would uh, one rule for me like that I would always be so careful around would be like loaning money to friends that mm. would be a big boundary for me just in the sense that like I've actually never had anyone like really rip me off for like a large amount of money or anything like that probably because I've never really purposely never really loaned anyone a large amount but I've just seen it happen so many times I've seen so many like again moocher people take money off people and just like be like who did you do? like disappear into the distance and someone's like yeah she awkwardly owes me like 300 euro I'm like what? What? How do people do that to their friends? And I mean, as well, I'd say to the girls and guys, he's listening, protect the more kind of maybe the lesser abled gal in the group who's like not able to stand up for themselves. Yeah. Because I'll notice if I'm like around a big group of people that like the moochers will always go to the kind of more quieter one who's the mm. meeker one. And they'll be in their ear being like, Would you mind if you got that? Because, like, I have my brow loop, but it's like not working. And, I, oh, and you're I like, I hate when people come out. With and shit I've like done that. that so many times. And I'll just like dictate over the group. I'm like, Right, okay, we're all going to go to the cash machine, get out your money. Or like, I'll say it in the WhatsApp group the next day, like, Remember we owe this amount of money? Or like, you know, like, I'll be the fucking. Yeah, I'll be the bitch, bitch too. I don't give a fuck. With money, because I hate when there's one person who isn't as able to like stand up for themselves. And mm. they're always the ones who are fucking. You know, like always, whether it's yeah. with cars, with whatever the fuck it is, clothes, blah, 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 their gaff. If you look at all your friendships and say, like, is it reciprocal? Because I think that's really important. And even though, you know, I'll have a lot of generous, generous friends, I'll always get them back. I Even if they love being generous and they are like, no, 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 I don't want to still do it. Yeah. You know, like for your own kind of, it just makes you feel good. It's good karma. Yeah. You know I way? like totally um it's good practice for sure so in relationships the sexy third of this podcast <laughs> of this threesome um boundaries are like a hard one in relationships too because it is going back to that thing of like at the start of a relationship you're like ah, and you're not yeah. thinking i should really start to instill some boundaries in my lover yeah. <laughs> and let him understand I have certain boundaries So if we break it down Into different things So there's mm. again Money There's yeah. time Money Time Oh What else There's, a, there's I know, like I, Yeah like Like family and friends That's another kind of boundary Yeah Like, like the home 
Um, and I what I had written down here when I was thinking about it earlier, uh, that there's like a thin line, and this is like goes back to boundaries on communication because I was reading an article about it. And they were saying like, there's just such a thin line between boundaries and rules. And that's where people usually get instilling their boundaries wrong. That they say it like rules. They're like, you're not allowed spend this amount of money a month. That mm. ain't a boundary. That's like being like, I'm controlling you. Yeah, yeah. And people can be like, well, that's my boundary. I don't want you spending all that money. It's like, I'm sure you mm-hmm. don't want to be. But a boundary is more like... Or if you're with a lad who loves to go on a three-day session, not call oh. you and he's like... I was out with me lad I yeah. have to have me night out Yeah right. I told you that Yeah You know And you're like Okay Like there Yeah there's definitely Like ways to abuse Stuff yeah. in that situation Yeah Defo And I think it's like You have to It's all about your Communication level Definitely You know that way of like Effectively communicating Something without And not in a way of like Walking on eggshells But just like Effectively communicating Why it's a boundary Why it's important to you And why it also Will be like Benefit your relationship Because boundaries Do benefit your relationships Yeah Um, And it's also It does It's a foundation Is built on respect though mm -hmm. You know Like if you don't have A partner who's going To respect your Desire Wants and stuff Then he's not going To respect your boundaries Mm. So it's about Yeah communicating And respect Because it's a tough one you know yeah so like going back to what you were saying there like the different points mm-hmm. of like boundaries in a relationship so the first one would be money's a hard one in relationships definitely especially the more serious the relationship becomes yeah because like at the start of your relationship it can be like woo we spend lots of money we're going out we're having like you know I remember like the start of mine and Evans like I was getting wine and dine and we we're going out all the time and dinners and all yeah. this kind of shit and then it was like not that it was like pulled from under you but like it obviously has to get to a point where you're like yeah not sustainable it's Mm -hmm. like that's always fun and it's also like kind of needed at the beginning of a relationship because like it's not really much fun just going to someone's gaff all the time if you can go out it's nice to get to know someone in a neutral environment you know we spoke about that actually in last week's uh, episode on Mm ex-gals we were talking about like coronavirus and how it like kind of put a stall to a lot of like normal dating because it's nice to be in a restaurant or a pub getting to know someone you're not like immediately in their gaff we were talking about some home dates that I'd had that were like (laughs) you gotta sign up girls but um but you know what I mean so it's like it's a nice helpful thing to start a relationship but it's definitely not sustainable to be like going in like twice three times a week for dinner Mm -hmm. you know and like that's something that like you know we can be presented a lot of the time as women because a lot of the time the men, like men will like to do that, you know, that way. But you have to kind of also, when the guy kind of stops that as much or mm-hmm. he might be like, oh, I can't really... I think a lot of girls can kind of go the defense of a guy like, oh, I can't really like afford quick. They're like, oh, fuck's sake. I signed up for all the dates. Yeah. Where, where are my dates gone? I think you, from what I'm learning, I've definitely got in bad situations financially before with my ex where... Mm. I lived here I had the home You know And then he just moved over And Moved in And then I was still the one Just paying the rent And they were, and finance Yeah Was always Something that was just like Never equal It drove me around the bend And it was never going to be equal And now That is like My first red flag Yeah And not that I'm like looking for someone to like bring me out and pay for everything or whatever. I need someone who I can talk openly about money. Yeah, without it being this personal attack. Yeah. That it's like, you're like, I just need it like, da 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 da. 
that's how yeah. we talk about money there's no like awkwardness or mm. uncomfortableness or you know kind of secrecy or anything like that which was in my previous relationship and so from like the first date I can tell that and it's like I've been on dates with guys where I'll always offer to pay usually if you know go halves or whatever um you can usually get a vibe from the guy but say if he's like no like say if either they're like oh no I'm treating you to if it's just a spoken thing they'll either say like no this is on me tonight I wanted to take you out I asked you mm-hmm. I wouldn't I don't expect you to pay don't or else I've been out with guys where they're like I'll get dinner you get drinks and I know that this is an easy conversation to have yeah but if if there's a kind of awkwardness around money at the first date I fucking won't fuck with that Oh, there's nothing I worse. Mean, like, if- oh, I remember a girl said to me once, she was like, there's nothing fucking worse than at the point of dinner when a guy is getting out his phone calculator to calculate oh, the tip. No. I'm like... Or having it. And like, oh. booming in the restaurant. Like, I had um, two glasses of rosé, a bruschetta, and yeah, 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 the hake. And it's like... Oh. I had the pea suit. Like, it's just... it's. Cringe! I can't. No, I can't do that. Like, so if I'm, and again, I don't mind going halves with guys, but if it's like, um, just if he's able to say that with like confidence or something, it's yeah, the kind of like awkward shuffling around and like trying to just get out of paying, or yeah. like, you know, or just also the toe. Oh, there's a multitude. Like, like I mean, my my ex just had no shame with money, as in like he never felt shame of like not even treating me or you know the yeah, way like yeah, yeah. we had a meal um just before like I think as if, I think we just broken up and we were kind of thinking still about like maybe working on things and um I met up with him and I was like I don't eat when I'm stressed <laughs> so I was stressed of this breakup and I got like a bruschetta and like three glasses of wine or something and um or one glass of wine. And then, yeah, he was like, he got a load of fucking food and he just didn't pay for the bruschetta. And, and I was it's like, probably like 4.50. I know, I, it was. And I was like, <laughs> apps. I was like, oh. Like left that on the bill. Yeah. Oh God, that's so good. We went up together to pay. Oh no. And um, he was like really loud being like, yeah, I got the margarita. I got this, I got that, I got this. I got two glasses of wine. Yeah, no, no, didn't get the bruschetta. Or that glass of wine. I was like, and it was like 11 year and like and I so, mean it was just with ba- with that being a boundary then what would you like as someone who's actively trying to work on like financial boundaries and relationships what would your like red flags be or not red flags I guess we've t- spoken about them but how would you like you know implement them um I would I think it's it I'm making money now and you know, I, I feel like it has to be equal enough to your finances. That's what I've always thought is fair. That, um, because I never thought it was, I I just think that that's how I kind of manage it. So if I am dating someone who is earning a lot more than me, I think that they should put like, um, kind of like the same percentage of your income. Do you know the way? Mm, yeah, I, that's where I, I would disagree with you on that. Yeah, see, I just, if I was dating a guy who wasn't making as much as me, um, I would feel uncomfortable with, like, 
not helping them out a little bit because like I want to for example go to nice places if they couldn't kind of afford I would expect like I just think that's fair personally like the same amount of the same kind of percentage of our wage do you not think it gets so like mathematical though it's like takes... I don't think you need to but like it's just a knowledgeable thing and yeah. I think if you are kind of open enough with like I mean I you know earnings so like I mean I don't need him to show me a freaking payslip but if I'm dating someone who works in Centra I know that yeah yeah, yeah what yeah, yeah. around what earnings they're on yeah like I think where I would stand on that like as a rule is like you know, if I wanted to go somewhere and I knew, like, say, Evan, I don't know, wasn't making money for some for reason. Like, if I wanted to go somewhere, I just go out and pay for it. Because I'm like, this is my decision and I want to go here, you know, that way. But mm-hmm. I don't think I would be as much as, like, with everything, we have to, like, split it accordance to paycheck. Do you know what I mean? Because I just think it kind of, like, I think it leaves too much onus on, like, you know, it's not your fault that you're doing well. And therefore you shouldn't have to like carry the whole financial weight on your shoulder. You know, that way it's like also people have to. And I also think that like, honestly, a lot of the time it just works better dating someone who's making somewhere on your level. You know, that way I think, I think that like if you are, and this can be like male, female, whatever it is, like it can be a big divider where you're like, if someone say you are saying like someone has just say they're in college and they're working 20 hours a week. And you're like working a full time job. You've got your own business. Like it's like it's kind of like a clash of worlds almost. You know yeah. that way. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know if that can ever like really. And then you could be like again like you can open yourself up to mooches that way too. You know that way. Yeah. Well, I, you can be in a situation where I mean, I probably yeah. I, I mean, I don't see myself dating. I'm choosing like I'm not going to be dating anyone like seriously. Yeah. But I if I was to get in a serious relationship I would want them to be earning more than me yeah that's how I've always wanted it Mm -hmm. you know because Mm -hmm. that's just what I want yeah (laughs) you know yeah who knows I could meet someone who doesn't but I want someone who's like well you want someone who can live the life that you're also living I think you know that way like they don't have to be raking millions more than you but like no not at all I just want someone who is like more financially like um knowledgeable than I would be yeah you know, and that's a comfort for me in a, in a man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been just into, I've never had that. So that's what I would look for now. Because, like, I've always been, like, my first, um, like, Rilo's dad, he was just awful with money. Yeah. He earned a lot. He worked hard. He, he earned fair. He earned a grand amount of money. But he would just, like... Oh my goodness Some men are just terrible with money He'd like just make Yeah he was just awful with money He would like You know Buy this car That he couldn't afford Because he, you know That kind of stuff mm. And then crashed it And like couldn't afford it It was just like He was a, a spender One of those people Who would like Spend for the first half of the month And then have Literally nothing I can't stand that That's such a red flag And it's also such a red flag For like If we're going to talk about boundaries In the sense that it's like that's so the type of guy who come home and be like, oh, hope you don't mind. I spend all my money on uh, the new steering wheel in the car. And you're like, especially if you're like married. It's yeah. like, like mm. and that's, you know, with a communication with money, you know, that way on boundary, on like someone's spending yeah. habits. And like, unfortunately that does come into your relationship as well. Cause like even Evan said it to me sometimes. He's like, cause like I'll be getting packages all mm. the time. Now some of the stuff is like, I can afford it, you know, that way. But like, he doesn't always know that. Cause like we don't have each other's bank account details, yeah. you know, that way. So like, we do have to have that conversation where he's like, you know, 
like he wouldn't tell me like to chill on the spending but sometimes he's like you know because i'll buy most of these stuff for the gaff and he's like mm. how much was that and i'd be like 280 euro <laughs> and he's, and he's like, like he's like but like i also take into it where it's like it's my decision to buy that and like i would never like spend something without him knowing and then expect him to pay half yeah, I hear of people doing that, and I think that's absolutely batshit crazy in really? relationships. Yeah, people being like, "So I bought that uh, new thing over there that was three hundred quid, so one hundred and fifty. It's like I know that if I'm choosing to spend something like buying a gorge chair for the desk, that's like two hundred euro. Mm. I'm like not going to be like, so Evan, you will be sitting in that. I expect the money in my account Friday. Yeah, it's like that's my decision as an adult. You know that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is annoying then, like. There is the fine line too Because then there's sometimes Where like in your relationship Where you're like We both need this We've had a discussion about it I'm willing to go buy it And then it's like The awkward thing of like Can I have the half the money For that thing? I know and that's With my ex It was like He Would Vocalise Stuff that never materialised Yeah Like we, he'd be like we, we Let's both let's, I'd love to buy a couch For the place This was when we were living together We were talking about Getting a couch and I was like, okay, um, can we go? Let's like, I've said, let's, let's get the fucking couch. And he'd be like, oh yeah, no, we will. I just uh, like never fucking did it. But he'd be like making me think that he was going to be like, yeah, you know, men are just like a lot of men are like that. Just like they're like they're afraid to bite the bullet. Sometimes I feel like we're women are such planners. Like we're just like being better at being able to like, okay, we want a couch. How do we do that? We save money. Then we save the money. Then we go to the couch place. Men sometimes can be like really want that couch oh boy do I want the couch and you're like let's buy it why don't we just go fucking look at it then and buy one <laughs> yeah like I think it was just we had a different relationship with money yeah and I yeah, think yeah. that's kind of like yeah it's a fucking hard one but um to move on from finances in mm-hmm. boundaries and relationships I think another one is which I struggled with in my previous relationship was like amount of social time and alone time. Like in a relationship, I definitely need to not be hanging out with him that much. Like I like my alone time. I value it so much. I've lived on my own for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's just inbuilt in me now. I can't function without like my decompressing time alone. Yeah. And, you know, that just needs to be respected. Especially because you have the kids during the day. Yeah, I think that should be noted. You know that way. Yeah, exactly. And um, then with my social time, like I am very much a girls' night out kind of girl. Like mm-hmm. I love going out without a fella. So, you know, when I was in a relationship, I just I still want to go out and do my own thing and have nights out. And that I found hard to configure because. Yeah. He'd kind of guilt me into think, you know, being like, oh, I'll just stay in then if you're going out or, you know, not like because I wouldn't have like a reason. Like I always find it hard to say because kind of like when you were saying with the work thing, when you're like, I have to go and they're like, why? And you're like, the gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like say yeah. if like. You feel like almost a level of imposter syndrome kind of feeling where you're like, my excuse is really not that good enough. I know, but I but also it is. need it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like you're afraid of just saying the truth and like. Yeah, you're like, uh, you'll be wrecking my head. I need to go out with the girls and not have, be around my boyfriend for a few hours. Yeah, and I won't be texting you. Either. Yeah. Like, I'll see you in the end of the night, but I'm not doing the whole like texting me fella for oh, the whole God, fucking night no. when I'm out. Um, and yeah, and it would get to a fa- place where like I found it just difficult to well like anytime I'd say try and assert my boundaries say again you know my gaff so 
when we weren't living together and if he was like coming over and then he was kind of staying and staying and another night and I would be like in my head okay I would love a night to myself I'd love to just watch my shit not have to talk you know because we'd always like watch the same movie you know we'd be like okay what we watched tonight it was a very it's a different vibe yeah yeah I was like I fucking just need a night so I'd be like so um are you thinking of going home tonight or what's your vibe and he'd instantly go cold and like the defensive and be like yeah fine yeah I'll leave you don't want me here I can't stand that because I'm so like I guess like you and I be similar in that sense of like I hate people who like overstate their welcome so I think because I'm so aware of that I'm always like so careful of myself like I remember even the first night I went to Evan's house like we had already had sex and it was like I say 11 and I was like will I go I was like I'll check the train and he's like no it's grand you can stay and I was like I think I'll check the train because I'm just so like I don't ever want to be that bitch being like oh I'm comfortable here like I was like it's fine I go and I stayed but like he had to be like no no it's grand and like I would also like find it mad I think I think because in my last relationship uh we did have that boundary I guess where like we would kind of only have like one or two nights together like I would never like stay like during the week or really like on a like Sunday night or anything like that you know what I mean so um it was always so random when it was I've always found it so weird when I got with Evan then that it was like he'd be asking me over we're both self-employed too so he'd mm. be asking me over on like a Tuesday and I'd be like and then like he'd leave and he'd be like what are you doing today and I'd be like I'm recording with Lindsay and he'd be like I'll come back here after anyway we'll get some takeaway later I'd be like what you want me to fucking come back to this place? This yeah. is amazing. But I was also like so cautious of but it But then something. if your boundary was kind of like that you didn't want to come back, you're like, you know? Yeah, well, I think... I think it's like, like I was saying, like, you, well, you probably, he would have been grand with that because he... Yeah. You know, but... but like, I always saw it as his and this is like a tip that I would give to girls. Like, if you were living at home mm-hmm. and it your fella has an apartment, like he kind of sets the boundaries at that point you know that way like not in all levels but like if that's where the place where you mostly hang out are like because I remember like there'd be times where with the home that's that's what I mean yeah Yeah, not in the whole relationship (laughs) no Uh, with where you're hanging out and when you hang out if that's where you're going to be hanging out you know Mm -hmm. that way like I was always very careful in the sense that like so me and Lindsay would record one night and like I would never like presume I can just stay in his house afterwards Mm -hmm. because he lives near yeah now I live there but like you know it's I would never be like so I'll be back I mean Lindsay recording Tuesday night so I can I I'll, yeah, I'll, casually. I'll, I'll be over at 11 it's like you know that's that would be a big boundary for me like I would never want to like pres- be presumptuous with someone else's like home or their workspace or like you know mm-hmm. even he has like the studio I'd never be like like I've keys to that I'd never like randomly walk into the studio like I would feel so fucking weird doing yeah. that I'd always be like it's a respect do thing. you mind if I and he'd always be like yeah, duh. but I'd be like I would never like just be there hello yeah and I think like my last relationship definitely told me taught me a lot of about kind of boundaries mm-hmm. and how because I was seeing like the same shit happen every fucking year getting back with him and it was always because I broke down these boundaries that I had in place and then they started to just kind of crumble away disintegrate and it's because he doesn't kind of respect my boundaries so and if someone doesn't respect your boundaries they don't respect you that's an unfortunate it's a hard pill to swallow but like especially if it's like multiple boundaries like there can be times where like someone can find a hard like if you've been brought up so differently to someone like say like 
you were brought up in this really like touchy feely family and mm-hmm. everyone was all over each other all the time and then you get with someone who's like maybe a bit more like oh I'm a bunch of a hugger that can be like that's not them disrespecting you but like they have to hear you and adapt to it sometimes yeah. you know the way if you're like or you know it can even happen where like you know you're their ex-girlfriend could have wanted like loads of cuddles in bed and you could be like oh I don't really like that yeah. you know we mm. can just you're it's like muscle memory sometimes you're like okay but like you have to know how someone does it like when you're saying like that ain't my thing like are they just still doing it like are they just completely disregarding your boundaries or being like well I like it it was a very like it, it was always a kind of slow little thing like it was kind mm. of like say if we're talking about the home for example you know um my place was always the place where we'd hang out. Yeah. Um, and and then it, it just kind of, yeah, it was like very slow. But so so say now we're co-parenting and it's working really well. And it's working well because I'm instilling these boundaries mm-hmm. and I'm not going to change them this time around. I'm going to like yeah. 100% stick to them. And one of the boundaries is that he doesn't come into my house and he he's not going to ever. And yeah, that's just my boundary because it's that has been the thing that it has always it's been this beginning and the end and the to- toxic circle of us getting back together and breaking up is because like you know we'd be meeting and co-parenting and then it would be Luna's birthday where we'd be getting on and she'd want to watch a movie together with us all or yeah we'd be tr- we'd be like okay we'll have some like family uh, yeah and then he's in the house and then he's I need to go out one night last minute my mum's not available oh Jimmy has been in the house I'll let him mind her blah 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 it would just go on and on and on and then suddenly I'm back with him and he's living in my house and, I'm <laughs> and it's like it's slowly 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 so that's also another thing like every little chink of your boundary yeah. is the greater scheme of things so yeah. like say with finances like with money in friendships or in work like I I'm not the person that you come to if you want to borrow money because I just don't like getting involved with that in friendships. Yeah. I don't ask my friends money for money. Yeah, me either. And I don't... I've just never really been asked. Like, because I think my... Back in college, I remember there was a girl who I lent a hundred euro to and I never got it back. So I think I was like, fuck yeah. that. I'm not doing that anymore. And I also never... I, I hate asking for money. Now I think if you are the person who gave the money you shouldn't have to ask but a lot of the time you are so I just yeah. I just don't like that so I would it's it's an awkward thing but like to assert boundaries I think there does have to be a sense of discomfort you know like it's mm-hmm. I literally will like when my ex is at the door waiting for Luna my front I'll like open the door be like hey yeah I'm just gonna get a coat shut the door and go back inside that feels a little awkward you know yeah like I'm shutting the door he's there well especially when you're asserting a boundary that in the past has been broken because you're like taping up a big crack you know the way because you're like oh you're used to coming in here you usually do come in here but now you're not and I'm making it very obvious that you're not and some people just like well it's a thing as well where I don't know if hints work with boundaries I've had it so many times with friends where like they've been st- they've stayed the night before or whatever and um, they're like just on my couch just texting and I'm like I actually have to go to my mum's now and they're like yeah cool I'll stay here you're like 
I think they do for most people though But I think some people are just really disrespectful You know that way Like it's mm-hmm. not being very observant But I have learned definitely through Like ways to kind of Yeah Be a bit more assertive uh, You know by being like So what buses are you getting Because I need to go out so, yeah, Or whatever yeah. Like just being like Not as welcoming And I think I was always afraid of like Oh will that affect my friendships Like I want to be this like You know welcoming person and all that kind of stuff And like the person who's there for you Emotionally fine You know mm. But then I was like It actually Definitely has benefited And strengthened my All of my relationships With like Creating boundaries for myself And then I think when you have them for yourself Like when you are Holding yourself accountable That really helps So say like yeah. If um, If I Like with my sisters Like we With finances Are really like Straight You know Like we'd never be doing Each other dirty Or whatever like that We have Revolut We're like yeah Pay me that Give me that 250 Yeah yeah, All that kind of stuff <laughs> And even with my mum Say my mum with finances She's so generous Yeah And um, You know She can pay for stuff And she'll be like If you can pay me back But don't If you, you don't have to Kind of thing And you know I could take that as a like Get out of jail free card But since growing up And being like If I'm I want to just Be a You know if I'm expecting a certain type of behavior, like, if I, I have to be assertive to myself as well. We can't expect everyone to, like, you know, mind our boundaries if we're not minding. If you're not being reciprocal. Yeah, so my mum will be like, now, look, it was that much, but you don't have to, and I'll just give it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Which is... Just, well, it's holding yourself accountable yeah. in that sense of being like, if I want you to treat me like an adult, I have to act like a fucking adult. Yeah. You know what I mean It's like and I can't like, be still like a kitty Who's getting my mummy To get let yeah. me off money It's like, like no It costs 400 euro I'll give you the 400 euro Yeah Because otherwise You're just out of pocket I know Yeah and it's respecting Like just my mom And her And like You pay for shit You yeah. know And it's definitely Instilled and strengthened All of my aspects of my life Being mm-hmm. more assertive to myself And Just not taking bullshit anymore From Friends or whatever Yeah, yeah. Friends of Ellis On that note Shall we? Shall we? Shall we end this mother flipper? Yes, queen. So we are going to be recording a saucy episode of X Gals. We are going to be addressing the elephant in the room this Friday. So we'll see you then. Bye, gals. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.